welcome to episode seven. Thank y'all for tuning in. This episode is going to be about how it was switching Janae's schools and her doctors and therapies or whatever. Um, this is an episode for new parents with medically fragile kids. Um, I'm gonna be going into like if you if you're about a program or if you're about this or that or if you're feeling discouraged about anything, this episode gonna lift you up because one thing about it, like I said, keep that negativity over there. So just keep on tuning in and yeah, let's get this started. Okay, so when I changed her doctors and everything, I knew I was going to move back to Baton Rouge. I didn't know when, but I knew I was coming back home because I was sick in New Orleans and I'm single now. So I was just trying to get away from that. Um, I had started, well, like I said, I didn't know when I was going to actually leave. So I just did like a, okay, I'm out kind of thing but um I was doing like months ahead I had called the people in er at early steps in Baton Rouge um I don't delete nobody number like co-workers I didn't work with years ago I still got they same like they I still got their number so I don't delete nobody number so I called the lady and I was like you know we moving back to Baton Rouge I don't know if you remember us or not because when we moved to New Orleans um, her early steps therapy was about to start in Baton Rouge, um, but she hadn't assigned therapy yet, like therapist yet. So it hadn't got started, but it was in the works, so it didn't really disrupt anything. But um, once we moved back down here, everything went smooth sailing. But the only thing is, it's a lot of therapy. It's a lot of therapists available in New Orleans as opposed to Baton Rouge. So in Baton Rouge, she was getting the PT, the OT, the special instruction, and the speech all through early steps. When I came down here, she was only getting um, speech and special instruction with early steps because they, you know, they couldn't find anybody, but they did refer me to the outpatient PTOT clinic. So yes, that was the only kind of kind of hassle that I had switching her therapies. Um, as far as doctors, I was trying to I was trying to keep the same doctors that I could, uh, meaning doctors that she has in New Orleans. I was trying to see if they had clinics down here, so I can in Baton Rouge, so I can. You know, she can keep the same doctors because special needs kids, even, it don't matter if they special needs or not. Um, kids get attached to people that they know is going to take care of them and is gentle with them, with them and nurturing to them and stuff like that. So that's why I really wanted to keep her doctors the same. I found like three out of the five I don't know if I'm saying the right numbers but I'm gonna I ain't gonna even say three out of five half of her doctors are down here like have a clinic in Baton Rouge and the other half don't so 
I had to switch a couple. Then one of them, no, two of them had a clinic down here. So I'm good with that. And then she has only one doctor in New Orleans still. So it was kind of, you know, it was okay. It was just meeting the doctors and seeing how she was going to react to the ones that she didn't have at first down here. So that was that. As far as her pediatrician, I stuck it out as long as I could with her pediatrician from Baton Rouge. I really did not want to switch her, but it was getting to be too much on me. So I switched her doctor, well, her pediatrician to somebody in New Orleans. And when I tell you, I wish I could say to the place, don't do it. Do not, because nothing gets done, nothing gets signed. When she used to see John A., she'll be like looking at her checkup breathing or whatever but it's nothing she really did she was always saying like well i'm just here to you know check her out or sign prescriptions because there's nothing really i need to do it's all up to her specialist and i'm like why would you tell me that like why would you tell me that i could check her out at home but yeah i did not like that pediatrician in new orleans so when once i knew i was like I had it on my mind and had it in my brain that I'm going to move back home. I changed, I called her pediatrician, her old pediatrician, and she was like, oh, yeah, I'm still here, but I'm going to another clinic, but you can come out there. So I'm like, okay, Denham Springs is not that far from Baton Rouge, so I could travel there, you know, every couple of months. So that was that. Now we have to switch our pediatrician again because the MD because it was a nurse that was seeing her and that nurse i'm gonna keep in touch with her like i said i don't delete anybody contact information so we're gonna keep in touch but her md that's over her is leaving their office so she has to go somewhere else too but she she's gonna stay with the same company but she's going to dental springs for full time and i'm like that might get too overwhelming. So I'm just going to change her doctor to somebody that's in Baton Rouge. Her school referred me to somebody. Uh, it's Sunday, so this week going to be full of calling people and making appointments and stuff like that. But I just hope that John A. like her. Because if she don't, then she going to know. But yeah, so some advice for the new parents. Do not, I repeat, do not, do not. I say this in, I say this a million times. Do not feel discouraged because the doctor is telling you something that your child won't do. Because I don't know who y'all believe in, but who I believe in, he gonna make a way. He gonna, he gonna, John, they gonna need help walking, but she gonna walk. She gonna get up and walk. She, she need speech therapy right now, but. In a couple of years, she's going to be talking my head off, and I'm going to be like, come get y'all little cousin. So, I feel like y'all should not, I not don't fully believe them, but make sure in the back of your mind, you believe in your child. Don't believe in what the doctors say, because if you do, you're going to be confined to what they say. You're going to be like, well, she don't need therapy because she's not going to walk anyways. Or he's not going to eat nothing, so he don't need this anyways. No. Do what's best for your child. If you feel like it's going to help them, do it. Don't think twice about it. 
because a lot of people my age, men and women, especially women, they don't like to admit that their child has a problem. Like early steps is newborn, I guess, up to three. They age out at three because they go to the school system. Why would you wait until the child is two and a half years old to say, well, I think she needs therapy or I think he needs help doing this? That's wasting time. So if they're offering you programs that's going to help, get into them because everything helps. You never know who you're going to meet, who you're going to network with, who can, like, you can really meet lifetime friends with, you know, in different programs. So... I I encourage parents to get in programs and, and let their kids interact with different people and stuff like that. So if you iffy about anything, don't be iffy about it. Don't think twice about it. Go with your first mind. If your first mind say this is going to help my child, your second mind will be like, no, I don't know. Go with your first mind. Because if you don't make the good decision or you don't make a decision like that's gonna help your child down the line you're gonna be like damn i wish i would have or i wish i would no don't say that do it like encourage your child boost your child head up because i tell johnny every day girl you're so pretty i love you so much you you that thing girl you is that thing so you know you start at home boost your 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 child just because they got a disability that don't mean that they a monster, you know, a mutant or something like that. Like, it don't matter. Like, boost your child head up. Make them feel like they're they that thing. So when the doctor tell them something that they not going to do, they prove them wrong. So, yeah, I encourage all new parents to get in any kind of programs that's going to benefit you and your child, especially because it might be some stuff that you don't know. And they could teach you and they could help you or whatever. And I ain't saying I'm a pro, but I'm a, I am do my shit with my stuff. Oh, sorry. I do my stuff. So I, I encourage y'all to do all of the programs that you can do because in the long run, it's going to help you and it's going to help your child. So, yes, this episode going to be a little short because I don't know. I got off at 730 this morning. I'm not really feeling it. They did us down bad at work, y'all. But anyways, you know, I always try to end. I'm going to try to something new. I'm going to try to always end episodes with a story. So this story is about Janae improvements right now. I told you this this episode is for the new parents. So, you know, I got to say something that's going to encourage them, that's going to, you know, lift them up, that's going to let them know, like, them doctors don't know a thing so yeah Janae when she was born she had um her fist balled up all the time her arms to her chest all the time and stuff like that now she has her arm kind of you know bent or whatever but she she stretched her arms out more she opened her hands more and this is all with splints and therapies and stuff like that. So, like I said, do the therapies. Wear the splints. Do all of that because it does help. Because 
if they don't get the proper things that they need, they like that everything is going to like lock up and stuff like that. And that's what you don't want. Because if you want them to walk, you want them to talk, you want them to do all of this, you have to help them. Because without your help, they can't do it, you know? So, yes. Um, She wear her splints, her hand splints. She got elbow splints. She got um, leg splints to help her extend her legs to keep her knees from bending. She has uh, AFOs. AFOs, is, it look like a boot. For the people who don't know, it look like boots. And it just helped them to keep their foot. Well, with special needs kids who don't walk and don't, you know, their feet kind of go, tend to curve down. So with the foot braces, the AFOs, it helps her keep her foot at an angle where she can use them to walk in the future. So, yeah, use your braces, use all of that. So they can improve because she only had she started off with only hand splints and they were some hand splints that were made in the hospital they was kind of like she grew out of them fast i don't want to say they were cheaply made but yeah the ones that she have now they they cost a lot so yeah um she was starting off with the hand splints and then they finally made her elbow splints and then it was just on from there. So, like I said, use the splints. Even though you don't want to, use the splints. Because it's going to help your child. Um, They're going to prove them wrong. So, don't believe everything that you hear or that you read. Because if you get on Google and you're going to read, make sure you read something that's going to benefit you and give you a peace of mind because if you read something off google and telling they telling you this and that the life is i don't look at the life expectancy of nothing because you never know and who wants to you know you got to prepare yourself because anything can happen with a special needs child but who wants to be worrying about that i'm not worried about that I'm, I'm, you have to be realistic with yourself. You can't psych yourself out because if you stressing yourself out, what you think your child going to do? Your child going to feed off of that energy and going to know that, well, dang, well, maybe my parents don't know what they're doing or maybe my parents don't love me or, you know, they don't, you, you shouldn't put that in your own head. So don't, so you won't put it in your child's head. But yes, I encourage all parents with medical medical kids to do the programs, wear the splints, um, do the therapies and all of that. Because like I said, they're going to prove them wrong. You never know what a child going to do because they are very unpredictable. And like I said, who I believe in, he going he gonna to shake Janae back. And she going to be able to do whatever she want to do. Because she got a mind of her own. She's sassy and that attitude, baby. She got to say something. Because the way she look at everybody, she got to have something to say. So, yes, don't listen to the naysayers. Even with negative family members or negative friends. Like, I ain't saying cut them out. But you need to <clears throat> snip, snip. Don't listen to the negative stuff. 
because when I was in the hospital and the doctor told me that she might not walk, she might not talk, she might not do this, she do I'm like, what the hell? Like, what What did I do wrong? They kept on trying to blame me, so I'm thinking in my head, I'm believing like, dang, I must have did something wrong. I must have, you know, ain't I wasn't watching good enough or something like that. Don't listen to that because if you know that you haven't did, if you know that you've done everything the right way as far as your pregnancy, don't feel guilty when they get to asking questions about what you think you should have did different or don't feel guilty because it's not your fault. It's not your fault. I didn't know at all that Janae was going to be having, you know, all of this going on because I was being told that everything was fine. So, yeah, just don't don't listen to the naysayers and the negativity what they have going on because you'll draw yourself into depression. And I'm only saying this because I didn't cry when they telling me that she not going to do this. I was depressed looking at my child like, damn, like I wonder what the future holds for her. What can I do to make her life easier and better? And as normal as I can. Um, What else? Like, make sure you just... All I say is don't listen to the negative comments. Educate yourself and educate your child. And let them know nothing is wrong with you. Nothing is wrong with you at all. So, you you just as normal as the little, little child running around. So, don't, don't worry about when they get older. Yeah, especially when they... You start them off young boosting their head up. Because my mama, huh, that's why you can't tell me nothing now. Because my mom used to boost my head up. And that make a child smile. Like, that make them build confidence. That That's not making them arrogant or, you know, that makes them confident. Like, I know that I'm, I'm you know, I'm worthy, I guess. I'm exceptional. Like, people can not look over me because of my disabilities or whatever. So make sure y'all encourage y'all kids, y'all, y'all boost them up. Y'all make sure don't listen to them. Be, I ain't going to say like, just block everything out. Let them know the real. This is what's going on with you, but nothing is wrong with you. You just as normal as everybody else. You just need a little more attention. That's what I tell Janae, even though she not verbal and she almost three years old, she might not know what the hell I'm talking about, but, you know, it make me feel better knowing that I done told her, yeah, she that thing. So, don't play with my girl. But, yes, um, any new parents out there, if y'all need any more advice or y'all just need somebody to talk to, because I ain't going to lie. When, when I had Johnny, I just felt like nobody could relate to me because nobody, none of my friends, none of my family, nobody is like Johnny. So, or has anybody in their family that's like Johnny, they, you, they'll try to compare the situation, but it's not the same. So, yes, if you need somebody to talk to, to vent to, cry, it don't matter. Just... Give me your baby, because, baby, you can't get through it by yourself. You got to have a team. So, yes, thank y'all for listening, and y'all tune in. Keep tuning in to Yankee, Uncle Cousin, all of them to come on tune in.
to to JMLs Jungle Gym. Thank y'all for listening.